So when we look at that same measure at the beginning of the year, it was at 3.3%. So effectively in the course of three quarters, it shot up about 30 basis points. And, and really then, so when we take a look at the current environment and where REITs stand today, we, we find that REITs really remain well-prepared for economic uncertainty and higher interest rates that 2023 may have to offer. Hello and welcome to The REIT Report. I'm your host, Sarah Borgson-Keto. Today, I'm pleased to be joined by Ed Piazak, NAREIT's Senior Vice President for Research. Ed is going to talk us through some of the highlights of NAREIT's 2023 outlook and the key trends he's watching at this time. Ed, thanks for joining the podcast today. Well, thank you for having me and Happy New Year. So, Ed, 2022 was certainly a year in which REITs faced an onslaught of macro challenges, Broadly speaking, how did they perform in the face of those challenges and how are they positioned as we enter 2023? Well, certainly looking back on 2022, the U.S. economy had faced quite a few headwinds. And there's really kind of a number of factors that combine that increased uncertainty regarding the U.S. economy. And we start off with we had some mixed economic growth results. We started the year with two quarters with near zero but negative growth, but then some solid gains in the third quarter we see that we had waning job gains. So we really had pretty good numbers at the end of the year, but certainly less good than they were earlier in the year. And we've had elevated inflation. So there, there had been some tempering of the inflation rate as the year progressed, but, but and it was met with some excitement, but we're ultimately still at high levels. And in addition, we've had rising interest rates. We had a surge in the 10-year treasury yield. It more than doubled from the fourth quarter of 2021. And then also, when we start to look at things like worker confidence, we see that that's been moderating a bit as well. So a good way to take a look at this is we take a look at the Jolt's quit rate, really a measure of U.S. worker confidence and really quite simple. More confidence, uh, you tend to get more quits. If a worker is less confident or the workforce is less confident, you get less quits. And, and really what we've done is we've seen a fall off through 2022. That said, we're, we're still at levels that are higher than pre-pandemic levels. And then ultimately, we have all these factors that are showing at least degrees of weakness. But when you combine all of them together, you really do see that the U.S. economy is in a precarious state. And it's certainly no surprise that the risk of recession has escalated throughout 2022. Now, switching gears a little bit, I, I wanted to at least touch on real estate fundamentals. And so again, as we look across 2022, we did see some evidence of weakening, but generally speaking, property fundamentals remain pretty solid. When we look at things like occupancy rates for the four major property types, we saw that industrial office and apartment occupancy rates not only were they high, but they were higher than their pre-pandemic levels. But with office, we did see some of the woes with the office sector. It really continued its somewhat slow downward trajectory. And if you take a look at where they ended up the year, really about a 3% drop from the 2019 average. Rent growth is another area we could take a peek at. And when we look at four-quarter rent growth, at least through the third quarter of 2022, we saw positive gains across all the property types. One exception, not an exception, but rather office was a laggard at eking out a kind of just barely positive gain. But when we look at the numbers, I think probably one of the, the biggest things that people will note is we saw that apartment rent growth was effectively cut in half in just two quarters. 
And for many folks, they, they would kind of view this as a, a cautionary or a red flag. But when, when you really take a look at the numbers, you have occupancy rates really in the kind of mid-90s, rent growth rates in the mid-single digits. You really do see that fundamentals remain solid. And I, and I would argue that the apartment sector was really just really making a move more towards equilibrium. And, and so despite you know, economic headwinds, data from our NARI T-Tracker really shows us that equity read operational performance has been resilient. And we look at a variety of measures, but aggregate quarterly FFO in the third quarter of 2022 was 19.9 billion. Uh, this was an all-time high and roughly a 15% increase over levels from a year ago. And taking a look at net operating income, or NOI, we see that we had an 8% increase from a year ago. Same store NOI, we had a slightly greater than 7% increase from a year ago. So really the data underscore that not only are REITs performing well, but they're also keeping pace with inflation. And then lastly, I would say that we, we take a look at REIT balance sheets and, and we see that they're in great shape. And really, I think that REITs have been mindful of their experiences through the great financial crisis. And when we, again, look at the numbers, leverage ratios at just below 35% are near historical lows. When we look at the proportion of fixed rate debt to total debt, we're at about 83%. Interest coverage ratios look great. Net interest expense is just under 19% of NOI, a near historical low. And then when we take a look at the debt structure, we see a weighted average term to maturity of about seven years. And then also a weighted average interest rate on total debt at about 3.6%. So a really attractive rate, but it's important to note that REITs are not immune from the rise in interest rates. So when we look at that same measure at the beginning of the year, it was at 3.3%. So effectively in the course of three quarters, it shot up about 30 basis points. And, and really then, so when we take a look at the current environment, and where REITs stand today, we, we find that REITs really remain well prepared for economic uncertainty and higher interest rates that 2023 may have to offer. And Ed, you've touched on the rising risk of recession. What should REIT investors keep in mind about the industry's historic performance as they go about reviewing their portfolios in the current climate? Well, the uh, risk of a recession has been really kind of a hot topic throughout 2022. And so when we look at the Bloomberg Consensus Survey, we see the results. We started the year at about 15%, but then escalated to over 60% by the end of the year. So really, uh, people are worried about a risk of a recession in the next 12 months. And then given that economic growth is a driver of real estate performance, this rise is really worrisome. And so before we kind of talk about the performance during recessions, I, I think that it's important to just take a look at real estate performance and how it's done in a variety of economic climates. And maybe not surprisingly, historically, average annual real estate total returns have tended to be higher in stronger economic climates. But it's important to note that a recession does not have to equate to negative property total returns. And there's an exercise we could do, and we could effectively just take a look at annual real estate performance. We look at total returns, and we break it out into categories using real GDP. So we could create a low, a mid, and a high category. The low category is effectively first quartile performance. It'll include the, the negative years of real GDP. The mid would be the second and the third quartiles. 
and the high would be the fourth quartile where you have the highest levels of real GDP growth. But when you do that, what you end up seeing is that real estate has performed well across all of the economic environments. And really, on average, real estate posted positive total returns across all of the real GDP cohorts. REITs also outperformed their private market counterpart in each of the groupings. And then lastly, we saw that REIT outperformance was strongest in the low real GDP bucket. Now, kind of moving on to recessions, we, we did an analysis of the last six U.S. recessions, and that basically takes us back to the early 1980s. And what we found was that, on average, REITs underperformed private real estate in the four quarters before a recession. However, REITs outperformed private real estate both during a recession and in the four quarters after a recession. For those who are interested in how REITs stack up to the broader equity market, we did a comparison of the FTSE NAREIT All Equity Index to the Russell 1000 Index, and in fact found that REITs outperformed broader equities before, during, and after recessions. So when we take a look at all this, we really see that traditionally REITs have been well positioned to take advantage of economic recoveries. And not surprisingly, we saw a fall off in REIT transaction volumes in 2022. How long could it be before that volume starts to pick up again? And what overall impact could that have? Well, you know, higher interest rates and debt costs are, are certainly throttling real estate transaction volume. I, I think the one silver lining in this is that new development is being curtailed as well. But we can really take a look at a, a variety of measures of transaction activity in 2022. And, you know, we could start off with some CoStar data, and we see that their sales transaction volume is significantly down in the third quarter of 2022 compared to the same quarter in the previous year. And in fact, when you take a look at office, retail, and industrial, volumes are down probably about 20%. Apartments, on the other hand, are down about 30%. And I, I think that, you know, when we fall into the, these kind of transitional periods, it's really tough to get a deal done. And a lot of that stems from the fact that sellers are still holding on to the old prices or the, the prices that we saw in early 2022. Nary T-Tracker also tracks transaction volumes. And when we take a look at net acquisitions, we see that, again, that they were down significantly from the same quarter in the previous year. So all equity REITs were down by about 40%. I think it's interesting to note that when Green Street was reporting on their attendance at the REIT World Conference, they really made a note that a lot of the discussions were, were about the cost and availability of debt. And there's no doubt that higher interest rates have led to higher debt costs. But at the same time, we see that the private real estate cap rates have not yet fully adjusted. So ultimately, it's really tough to pencil deals. In addition, finding significant positive leverage is, is really tough as well. When we take a look at debt raising activity by REITs, we really see that in the recent past that it's been very limited, but there have been a few deals. We've also found that these debt raises have tended to be a bit on the expensive side. And, and one last point I, I wanted to, to make was when we take a look at the M&A trends, I think that we really find an interesting story. And then when you take a look at deals over the past four years, in fact, 70% of deal volume was public to public. So really, this is one public REIT acquiring another public REIT. And, and effectively, we're having same sector REITs merging. And I think that REITs are, are really recognizing the need for scale. And with scale, they get a lot of things from that. They can get a more efficient operating platform, 
lower cost of capital, as well as prepare for future growth. And finally, Ed, what does NARIT's latest analysis show in terms of the performance of public and private real estate? And where might those trends be heading this year? Well, if I had to use one word to describe 2022 real estate performance, it would be divergence. And we saw divergence between REIT operational performance and total returns, but we also saw divergence between public and private total returns and cap rates. So, you know, first taking a look at the total return performance, we really see that a significant divergence started in 2022. And to to really measure that, one way you can do it is you could take a look at the rolling four-quarter total returns. And that we see in the third quarter of 2022 that the FTSE NARIT All Equity Index was down by about 17%. But the NACREF Fund Index for Odyssey, or core open-end funds, was up a little over 22%. So when you take a look at that delta or the difference of the private less the public markets, you get this positive spread of nearly 39%. And this is an all-time high. And so when we take a look at these rolling four-quarter total returns, it's great to look at them over time because you do see kind of the cyclicality of real estate. You see the ups and downs of real estate through time. But also you, you get to see that the public real estate market or performance tends to be more responsive to economic and financial market changes. And in fact, we found that REIT performance typically leads private real estate performance by six to 18 months. So moving on and talking a little bit about the divergence in public and private cap rates, we first take a look at how have they kind of behaved relative to one another through time. And historically, we find that public and private cap rates have tended to have similar levels and movements. However, we have seen a pretty major divergence Uh, really in about the past year or so. I think it's really important to note that cap rates do not move in lockstep with rising interest rates. So when we had the surge in the 10-year treasury yield, what we ended up seeing is that REITs had a greater reaction to that surge. And so when we just take a look at some of the increases in the rates, we take a look at the 10-year treasury going from the fourth quarter of 2021 to the third quarter of 2022, that increase was 231 basis points the REIT implied cap rate increased by about 156 basis points, and the private market or NACRE transaction cap rate increased by 66 basis points. And when we take a look at the spread between the REIT implied cap rate and the private real estate cap rate, we see that it's nearly 120 basis points. And if we held everything else equal and we were just to adjust private cap rates upward to the REIT implied rate, this would suggest about a 20% price decline in private market valuations. So we we take a look at this and what we really find is that the divergence in public and private real estate valuations has really increased the attractiveness of REITs. However, as we take a look going out into 2023, we expect that this cap rate gap is likely going to compress, but this compression is going to really be a result of both private and public market changes. And again, just as we we kind of sit here today, I think it's important to note that REITs are, are very well positioned to navigate the economic and market uncertainty of 2023. Ed, thanks so much for sharing your insights today. Thank you. Have a great year. And to our listeners, if you enjoyed today's podcast, please subscribe or leave a review on your favorite podcast platform.